Teach Us to Pray is brought to you by Life Audio and is a part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Hello, friend. You are listening to the Teach Us to Pray podcast with me, Christina Patterson, where we teach believers practical and real-life tips on how to grow your faith and relationship with God through the power of prayer. My husband and I often debate on who talks more in our relationship, me or him. I say he talks more, and he says I talk more. He usually wins this debate by pointing out the fact that I do talk for a living. As a speaker, YouTuber, and Bible teacher, I have many opportunities to talk and I usually always have something to say. Still, there are times, although very few, where I don't have anything to say and I find myself speechless. When it comes to our relationship with God, we may find ourselves in a similar situation in our prayer time. Sometimes we have all the things to say and other times not knowing what to say at all. What are we supposed to do when we don't know what to pray? Just make it up? Well, that doesn't seem sincere. Not say anything at all? Well, that just doesn't feel right. Today, I want to share five things you can do when you find yourself at a loss for words when it's time to pray. The first thing I want to encourage you to do is to pray God's word. Praying God's word simply means looking to the Bible to find the language you need for your own prayer life. Here's what that looks like. First, choose a scripture in the Bible and read it. Ask yourself, what promise does this scripture give for me to believe, lesson for me to learn, or command for me to follow? Then you're going to want to use that promise, lesson, or command to guide your prayer. So you'll pray for the faith to believe the promise, the wisdom to live by the principle, or the strength to follow the command. The scripture then provides the framework for your prayer. So let's put this into action and use an actual example. Let's look at Philippians chapter four, verse six that reads, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So in this scripture, I see a command and a promise. The command is do not be anxious. This is not a suggestion, but a command. Do not be anxious. Instead, We are commanded to pray and remain thankful. We also see a promise attached to the command. When I choose not to become anxious, I'm promised the peace of God. So we have two things we can pray for. The strength not to become anxious and the grace to experience God's peace when we choose instead to pray and be thankful. So your prayer may sound like this. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you that I do not have to live with anxiety. I pray for a mind to remember to pray and be thankful instead of being anxious. I pray for strength to choose to trust you and not anxiety. I thank you for the peace you grant when I choose faith over fear. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Again, I hope you can see by now that the scripture then serves as the outline or framework for your prayer, thus giving you words to pray you may not have had otherwise. 
The benefits of praying God's word are many. For one, praying his word reminds us of his truth. It grants us access to the power we need to live out what we learn when we study the Bible. And it ensures we are truly praying for what God desires for us. The next step we can take to pray when we don't know what to say is to pray by the spirit. A few weeks ago, my husband's grandfather passed away, and this really hit my husband hard. He was visibly, deeply hurt by this loss. As I was cooking dinner one night, my daughter expressed that she didn't like seeing her dad so sad. She said, I want to say something to him, but I don't know what to say. Those sincere and innocent words from my eight-year-old daughter served as a reminder that sometimes the words just aren't there. I told her that it's okay to feel that way. Sometimes you don't have to say anything. A hug will do. When it comes to our relationship with God and we find ourselves at a loss for words, it's okay. In times like this, we can pray by the Spirit. Listen to what the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 27. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to to the will of God. I love that the Bible tells us that we don't always know what to pray. And you know, prayer isn't always about saying all the right things as we've mentioned before. Much of prayer is about being in God's presence. God understands that sometimes we won't have the words, and that's why he has gifted us with the Holy Spirit to intercede on our behalf when we place our faith in Christ. I know I've personally experienced times where I've been so hurt or so overwhelmed that when it was time for me to sit down and pray, only tears came out. But you know what? God understands that too. Our prayers may not always be nice words neatly stringed together to form proper sentences and paragraphs. Sometimes our prayer will be our cries and moans to God. But as his beloved filled with the Holy Spirit, God knows the deepest longings of our hearts that our mouths sometimes can't formulate the words to say. The next thing we can do when we don't know what to pray is to ask for prayer from a someone else. Sometimes we need help and that is okay. It's okay to allow someone else to give us their strength. I have a trusted friend that when I'm in desperate need, I call or text and ask for prayer. Sometimes I don't even need to tell her exactly what's going on. I simply send a quick text asking for prayer and I know that she will. At my women's ministry, Beloved Women, we have a mobile app where you can find all our daily devotionals, Bible studies, and videos. But the most popular interactive feature of the app is our prayer wall. You can post your prayer and women from all over the world will be praying for you. You can choose to leave your name or remain anonymous, but either way, you can know you will be covered in prayer, even when you don't always have the words yourself. Next, when you don't know what to pray, I may suggest a prayer journal. The formal getting on your knees and praying with verbal words isn't the only way to pray. Maybe when you write, it's easier to process what you want to say and your prayer may come more easily for you in 
written format. This is also a great way to record your prayers and it affords you the opportunity to look back at previous prayers and thank God for how you can see him moving in your life and answering your prayers. A sure encouragement to help you want to keep praying. Next, if you feel you simply have run out of things to pray for, pray for someone else. I am sure that those in your family or community need prayer. Actually, the Bible instructs us to pray for others anyways. James chapter 5 verse 16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. 1 Timothy chapter 2 verses 1 and 2 tells us to pray for our leaders. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings, and all who are in high position that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. After the Apostle Paul instructs believers to put on the full armor of God in Ephesians 6, he then tells them to pray for one another. He says in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. When we expand our prayer life beyond ourselves to pray for others, we realize we are never really short of things to pray for. To keep it simple, it's good to to keep a prayer journal of a list of the people you're praying for and what their specific prayer needs are. If you've ever felt inadequate because you felt like you didn't have all the right words to say when you pray, I hope that today's podcast serves as a reminder that God's not looking for the right and lofty words. He's looking for sincere hearts with the desire to connect with him. Whether that looks like crying your heart out, writing down your prayer, or asking someone else to pray for you, please know. God is pleased and he hears. We may run out of words, but God never runs out of love for us. So let's keep seeking him in prayer, no matter what that looks like. Listen, we have so much more to talk about when it comes to prayer. So I hope that if you were encouraged by today's episode, you will share it with a friend and subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, where we will continue to learn how just like breathing, prayer can become a natural, consistent, and life giving part of our everyday lives. Until then, be sure to connect with me, Christina Patterson at BelovedWomen.org and check out the show notes in today's episode to download my free five-day prayer guide to help you put into practice the powerful habit of prayer. Thank you so much for taking time to listen today. God bless you, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Teach Us to Pray is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you take a minute and leave us a review in your podcast app? It really does help more people like you find the podcast. To hear more from Christina Patterson, be sure to check out her fantastic site, BelovedWomen.org. A special thanks to Kelly Givens, Stephen Sanders, and Stephen McGarvey for their production and editing on this episode. You can find more podcasts like this over at lifeaudio.com. In a world where relationships are easily broken and often discarded, the Rebuilding Us Marriage Podcast is your lighthouse, guiding the way to hope, restoration, and transformation in Christ. 
I'm your host and marriage coach, Dana Shea. Join me as we discuss the necessary tools for rebuilding marriages from adversity, betrayal, and disconnection. It's time to reignite love as we rebuild marriages from the ground up. Listen to the Rebuilding Us Marriage podcast on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.